everybody, welcome into the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. This is the practice report. It is brought to you by Byers Auto, Ohio State at Rutgers. Big Ten plate resuming on Saturday afternoon. They will just finish at night. It is not an actual night game. That is Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, and not Berm. Wait, who are you? Zach Carpenter, Zach Carpenter. Here, here and ready to rock and roll. I, I, I'll come with I'll come with the heat with whatever weird stuff Byrne would try to say. Do you like Cameron if, Martinez? I, I do. I like him. I don't I'm not in full on infatuation with him like right, my like my be. recruiting co co pilot. All right. Fair enough. Uh, and I am Austin Ward. Uh, Ohio State back on the practice field on Tuesday afternoon and then the weekly press conference conference had Ryan Day, Matt Barnes, Haskell Garrett, and Luke Whippler. Um, he likes pizza and bagels. And Bruce and boss. Also, he must be from New Jersey. I'm glad we got all that covered. He liked bagels from New Jersey. He doesn't necessarily like them here. That's a good point. Um, but the big news, of course, for Ohio State is the, uh, the focus on the quarterback situation. C.J. Stroud uh, returned to throwing on Sunday. He will be back on the practice field on Tuesday. And assuming that the rest worked the way the training staff thinks that it did, he will be the starting quarterback in all likelihood for Ohio State on Saturday afternoon. I don't think any of that should come as a big surprise, but it is now out there on the record, Tim. Yeah, it is. I mean, you know, an emphatic yes from uh, Ryan Day when asked if uh, C.J. Stride was the starting quarterback if, you know, if he can play. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm curious, you know, one of these days to get a little more insight into what his actual uh, uh, malady is uh, and can he keep playing through it. Because, you know, we watched him play through it for three games. Mm -hmm. and. Not, at times he was really good, you know. And I'm not sure if it was as much as shoulders it was, maybe some indecision and stuff by him on some of the problems he had. But there's no way that the way I understand the injury probably is uh, that rest did not help him this past week. So I think we're all curious. But you come out of that game, I'm Ryan Day, you got to come out of that game, yeah, you're not exactly pleased with everything Kyle McCord did, but you are pleased the fact that you got him uh, two and a half quarters of experience in a real football game and where you got hit and stuff. And then you got your third string guy some, some time. So at least that makes you, well, as Ryan Day admitted, he didn't sleep any after <laughs> on Saturday night, Sunday morning, but it makes you restful, at least in that regard. But he has a lot on his plate that Ryan Day do. Yeah, and, and when you look at this quarterback situation, I, I'm going to keep saying it all week. Like, the more Kyle McCord's on the field, the more people begin to ask questions and the more C.J. Stroud has to sit out. So just to hear that C.J. Stroud was throwing this week on Sunday and, and going into this Rutgers game, you have to think that, that it's trending toward good news for C.J. Stroud. I don't know what that means for the other quarterbacks who are trying to get on the field, but it's good news for the Buckeyes because it was known throughout spring, throughout the fall, that C.J. Stroud gives this team the best chance to win a national championship. That guy's going to be back on the field again, and that's got to be a good thing for the, the entire offense, whether it's the running backs, the wide receivers, the offensive line. Uh, when this team's at full strength, it's absolutely scary, and it's one of the best offenses in the country, and C.J. Stroud is, is that guy, and we'll see how his health is managed the rest of the, of the year. I wonder now that Ryan Day has some faith maybe in, in what Kyle McCord or Jack Miller showed him if, like you asked, Austin, if he's more willing to if that shoulder starts to give C.J. Stroud a little discomfort in the second quarter, does he say, okay, C.J., let's give you a couple series off and see what, how Kyle's doing? You wonder if that's going to come up here in the next uh, few games. It's an option yeah, right I, now. But, but Ryan Day was also not effusive in his praise of what he saw from either Kyle McCord or Jack yeah. Miller. Uh, and I, whether that's by design uh, to you know, make sure that it's clear who his starting quarterback is or because there were things that he didn't like. I mean, the interception uh, that Kyle McCord threw – you, you can't make too big a deal out of one specific rep in a game. Although a turnover in one that counts is something that resonates with 
uh, a quarterbacks coach, a head coach, an offensive coordinator, all of them. But they're also, you balance that with a freshman in his first game. So, you know, he, he's grading them hard, and maybe uh, that's because he's wanting to bring them along while also managing uh, the confidence of C.J. Stroud. I don't know. Zach, this is the first time really that you've had a chance to dive into it with us. What have you made about the way it's transpired over the last couple of weeks? Yeah, I think, I mean, I've, I've written about this. I think we all kind of agree that it, if C.J. Stroud was going to be healthy, it wasn't going to be a surprise that he um, that he doesn't move out of the starting quarterback role. And I kind of think that the, the way Ryan Day answered questions leading up to the Akron game, the way he, he answered at halftime and po- like immediately after the game, he was very much like uh, kind of just tempering tempering any expectations like you said maybe that's by design to try maybe not make a, make a big deal out of it and have some sort of quarterback controversy start uh, um, building in that room um, and, and like you said I, I was watching at home for the Akron game and seeing Dave's face when McCord threw the interception was just like his initial reaction was kind of like oh what the hell was that and then like you said it's like all right freshman first start and he's just like all right what'd you see what like kind of talk me through it so um, yeah, like like Spencer said, I think C.J. Stroud might be, I, at this point, at this point right now, is probably the best answer at quarterback for a team hoping to win a fifth consecutive Big Ten title and then uh, get back to the national championship game and win it. But the fact that Kyle McCord showed what he had with the with the arm and um, some of the plays that he can make, I think it does give you confidence that all right. Maybe it, sure it was just Akron, which is what we keep saying. Yes, it's Akron, but he got the experience. He was able to actually um, provide at least some confidence for for that entire offensive room too yeah. going forward. C.J. Stroud won the job in preseason for a reason or for reasons, and uh, so you're not going to just backtrack on those reasons if you're Ryan Day, Corey Dennis, etc. The guys making that decision, and on top of it, uh, if it was just all about throwing, just throwing, playing quarterback. You know, Kyle McCord looks pretty damn good, but it ain't, it isn't, or it ain't all just about throwing, you know, and it's all about running the offense, getting guys involved and stuff. But hey, let's face it, they, they won 59 to seven though. I mean, they beat, they beat Akron worse than some people thought they would. And this was with a first time freshman starting quarterback guiding them most of the way. I mean, despite what Ryan Dave says, I think he feels better about the situation now than he did a week ago. I remember back in the spring, I don't remember if it was when we got to watch one spring practice or if it was the spring game, and Austin, you had a line in a story where you said, this, you know, the quarterback competition won't be settled in one day. And I think that resonates true now with Kyle McCord was never going to take over for C.J. Stroud based on a game against Akron, basically a spring practice or the spring game. Right, yeah. But at the same time, you can take some lessons away. You can bring him along in his development. You can feel more confident that, again, if somebody lands on C.J. Stroud's shoulder from a Big Ten school that's got some pretty good defensive tackles, come up the middle and land on that shoulder, Kyle McCord's going to have to go out there. And you have, to, you have no choice but to feel confident in him. I think now Ohio State has a choice, and it can feel confident in him. And I think that's the biggest difference from last week at this time to then is you would had no choice but to feel that he could win you a game before. Now I think they have a little bit of proof in the pudding, as small as that sample size is, that he can do things with this offense that, that can move you forward. Yeah, and I, I think it's important, the point that you bring up from a week ago to now, that choice really didn't exist for Ohio State against Tulsa. It definitely didn't against Oregon when C.J. Stroud was throwing for almost 500 yards, uh, and definitely not against Minnesota. The first situation, the first snap for Kyle McCord or the first pass for Jack Miller, we're not going to come in a situation where you had to say, well, 
Ohio State didn't pick you as a starter, but now you have to come save the day mm -hmm. without ever, ever having done it before even once. That was not realistic. It wasn't going to happen. So that part has changed. And I think the flip side for Ryan Day is he manages it, and, and he's standing up there, and, and, if, and I ask about it or whoever asks about it. It doesn't matter. He can't just say, well, you know, I think it'd be uh, three, three and outs, and then I'd make a move. Yeah, exactly. Or, exactly. Because he can't open the door. He doesn't want to open the door because it is clear to the coaching staff why C.J. Stroud was the pick. Correct. There was an uncertainty about that, and they wanted the competition to go on. They wanted all three uh, to develop, and they've, had the, they've managed that the best they can, but they don't want to blow all that up after four games because they're so much invested in C.J. Stroud. And I think it's worth remembering that he threw for almost 500 yards against Oregon, and that game would have been way over if he wasn't out there. Dude almost threw for the freshman or the single season, uh, regardless single of freshman or not, single game, single game uh, passing record. Uh, I think Days, I, I don't think any of us are surprised about how Ryan Days handled this situation. He always has that yeah. business-like NFL type of approach to it. He's not going to overhype anything in the immediate aftermath, and we, I don't think any of us thought he was going to um, say anything uh, that was, I mean, we knew he was going to stay balanced in the yeah. press conference. So um, one thing I want to say with, with G. Scott and Jr. and Chris Olave coming uh, coming out here right now just kind of reminds me of um, with McCord and Stroud we were me and Spencer were here for those Ohio State camps and you see them throwing with uh, uh, with McCord and Stroud uh, McCord especially we noticed just building up some, like some chemistry and stuff and I think that offense there the the confidence that is being built McCord like as, as a backup option was built in the summer yeah. with workouts like that and I mean we saw it and now I think that there's, like uh, Spencer said, proof in the pudding. Now that now we see it, uh, we saw it play out in a game day. This is uh, two weeks in a row. I yeah. did ask Chris Olave about it last week. He added to the routine after the drop and the zero catch performance. Uh, it wasn't, you know, he didn't want to talk about it a lot. But uh, he and G. Scott added this, as we saw last week when we were in here. Uh, you know, some reps of 15 over the shoulder, working on the jugs. Um, Should we ask him about it? Now, I, you know, I wrote about it last week at Letterman Row. I think we'll just move on, and, and that'll be uh, enough. But now that that is part of the routine, and look, uh, Chris Olave's going to catch a lot more footballs on Saturdays than, than zero right. against Tulsa and two against Akron. The reason the great ones get greater is because of stuff like that. This guy's one of the great receivers ever played football at Ohio State, and uh, it's cool to see him putting in the extra work, et cetera, because, you know, you never, you never stop improving. And back to what you guys just said a while ago about the court, I'm just interested sometimes in, you can ask any question you want. I've asked many. Oh, what? There's no such thing as a dumb question, right? But that's a loose uh, term. I don't know. Co I've had Coach, that tested <laughs> in the past couple weeks. Coach, how are you going to split up the carries between Trevion and uh, and Mayan Williams? You know, how you, uh, blah blah blah. Where, the point is, everything is fluid in a football game. You know, yeah. uh, if Trevion Henderson is going off, you know, he might have 25 carries one of these days. He had eight, I think, the other night and stuff, and left you t still talking about him and stuff and. There's no – what Ryan Day's really good at, and Irvin Meyer was too, and everybody really, almost every head coach, you don't paint yourself into a corner, you know, he's got to have this many carries or we're not getting the most out of him. It's all about the game and how the game develops and stuff. And, Irvin uh, did have a problem with that when he started saying, well, we need Curtis Samuel to touch it 15 times but so, a but, so, but But that's, a, that's an <laughs> ideal, you know. I mean, I agreed. I mean, you know, like I've, I've written several that's times, also to Ted Ginn Jr., was the most underutilized player I've ever seen at Ohio State in, in the amount of touches, not, as opposed to other than punt returns or kickoff returns. 
the touches he got from line of scrimmage were a joke. But, yeah, the ideal is at the end of the year, you want Travion Henderson, now that he's your number one back, to maybe average 18 to 20 carries a game. That's what you got to look back on. You have to look at the dynamics of games and to see how they go. And like you just pointed out a while ago, you're not going to, when things weren't going swimmingly against Tulsa a couple of times, you're not going to just suddenly throw Kyle McCord into the game. I mean, you know, it's, this was the game you had to do that with. And I thought that was a very big-time coaching move by Randay to just basically tell CJ, you're going to rest this week. You're not going to throw. These guys are going to be my quarterbacks. If they both go down, you know, uh, we'll go with you. But that, that was huge for this team going forward, I believe. It even went as far as Saturday we were standing on the field in the fourth quarter, and CJ was catching passes as the walk-on wide receivers were warming up to, to get in. And instead of throwing a pass to the wide receivers, he was either throwing left-handed or he was throwing underhanded. And when they said, you will rest and you will not throw, they meant you will rest and you that that right How arm. How was he as a lefty? He, he was all right. Well, he's I no mean, Patrick Mahomes. He was okay left-handed. Fight on I mean, show. He, the, the spiral was there, but at the same time, you know, like Ryan Day said rest. C.J. Stroud rested, and you have to think that now that he's been throwing for a couple days, that rest did him well. The the biggest question wasn't whether Kyle McCord could take over the job. That was not going to happen. The biggest question was, is five days or four days enough to get that shoulder feeling better? The question, it seems, has been answered. But if he comes out here Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday and is throwing passes, and Thursday he goes to bed, Friday he wakes up with a bunch of discomfort, then you've got some issues. But right now... We, it seems like that four or five days off has paid dividends for this team. The other question was, is Cal McCord capable? Absolutely. Yeah. And I said, I've told you this, and I said it on Saturday night, that, uh, and way back in March and April, that <laughs> all three of these quarterbacks are capable with the talent around them of winning a Big Ten championship. The question that and you guys have all brought up, if you're going to go further than that, then you need the one with the highest ceiling. And that, still at this moment for Ohio State, is C.J. Stroud. I mean, Jack Miller played much better off the bench and in the second half than uh, he did in the spring game. He's improved. He got time to do it. Uh, Kyle McCord knows a lot more about the offense, wasn't perfect uh, in those two and a half quarters, uh, and he had a, obviously a throw that he would want back and that Ryan Day will certainly be talking to him about moving forward. Um, and he won't be as nervous the next time out. That won't be the first time he's had to do it. But there's clearly one guy that's more advanced, and even when he was dealing with the injury, I thought he was showing uh, validation of why Ohio State picked him. But, you know, as Spencer said, he's still got three days of three and one hard day of practice, a bloody Tuesday and a, a Wednesday uh, to get through, and then Thursday. And they will be checking on that every single day. It'll be up to him to make sure that he's getting treatment and being honest about how he feels because the last thing Ohio State needs is uncertainty at 3.30 on Saturday afternoon. Which is exactly why – it's exactly why this kind of worked out in – one of the more perfect way, ways possible because yeah. if that injury is going to linger all year, you need need McCord to come uh, to, to be there in the fold. I'm just glad to sit that I'm not going to be on the Bold Predictions podcast <laughs> after my, my after my stinker last week. Now I have to <laughs> hold myself accountable accountable for that. I had Jack Miller more passing yards than Kyle McCord, and 
Was it 319 to 66? Hey, it came real close. If you're going to be bold, be bold. <laughs> go go for it, baby. I and mean, that's the whole point. But use a little inside knowledge while you're being bold. That's the, that's the main <laughs> Hey, thing. I figure, yeah. I, oh, wow, you know Tim's t- first oh, no, no, first no. time on the show, Woo. and we're about to have a pay-per-view no, matchup no, here. No, the point was, the point was, I mean, Ryan, they left it clear that Cal McCord was going to start that, probably was going to start that game. If he did, he was going to be the quarterback, barring just disaster, which, you know, at first, First in my, in my defense, I thought just it was going to be like 52 nothing at halftime. Just ask him how JT Tuimala played. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I thought he played well, but I, I, I predicted him to have two or more sacks. And, of course, uh, it was Haskell Garrett with three sacks. So, uh, you know, but the bottom line is that the, the, the sack attack did come, you know, with nine. <laughs> but that was big for that defense. But, you know, we're, as we're talking here, we're couching all of this by who they played. I mean, on two of Travion, Travion Henderson's, uh, uh, on, at least on two of the touchdown runs, you know, for Ohio State, uh, Trayvon Henderson and and Master Teague, they weren't touched, you know, by Akron. That's this is a different opponent they're facing this week. If you follow me, so you had to. My point was, you had to catch everything on what to, who you're playing and and what's coming. And I'm just, uh, I, I just you knew that he had to get Cal McCord an extraordinary number of touches, just our plays, just to get him settled in as that bonafide backup, and I thought they did a good job of that. One final thing, I think that it's interesting that three years ago, if, the, if Ohio State was in this situation with Dwayne Haskins and they had a capable backup with, with a shoulder injury, I don't think Haskins would play in this game. Shots fired Rutgers, Martell. Rutgers was horrible. And now, like, I'm not saying that C.J. Stroud must play or they will lose. That's not what I'm saying at all. But you've seen the tenor switch on when it's Rutgers week now than when it was three years ago. Like, C.J. Stroud needs to play in this game to get those reps. It's, it's not about, yeah. you know, you can have the injury report looking the way it looked last week against Akron against Rutgers, too. Like, you got to come out there and, and punch Rutgers in the mouth because, yeah, like I said Rutgers, earlier this yeah. week, that's a tough football team who's going to play, play you tough. Rutgers and, week three weeks ago was more like Akron week this year. I mean, yeah, it, I mean it really was. I mean, there's, it, and it's not that way anymore. I mean, these guys are. I'm not saying they're good, but no, they're, they're, they're pretty, it's different. They're competitive and they're competent. That's the big thing that they've got going for them. Yeah, and Ohio State remains a two-touchdown favorite going into this game. Should also tell you uh, how different the personnel is between these two programs. That part has not changed. Uh, doesn't mean Ohio State can take anything for granted, as they have learned already this season as they go in uh, on the road in the Big Ten. Nothing is ever easy in the East Division. Probably the best in college football right now. That's Spencer Holbrook, Tim May. Zach Carpenter, I'm Austin Ward. This has been the Practice Report. As always, it is brought to you by Byers Auto. Uh, follow all of our Ohio State coverage at lettermanrow.com. It's part of the On3 Network. You can subscribe right now, $10 for an entire year. So uh, support our work wow. there if you so choose. Wow. It's a great deal. Uh, and we'll see you there, or we'll see you right here on YouTube with a lot more practice reports and rapid reactions coming to you all week long as Ohio State Rutgers uh, get ready for Saturday afternoon at 3.30. We'll see you there.